Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. And I'm Matt Bronson. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, welcome to episode 30. Uh, let's be honest, this episode's all about Apex Legends, Titanfall, EA's Outlook. That's going to take up at least the first third of this, of this podcast. But we're also going to deliver some terrible Activision Blizzard news and tear apart Activision to the best of our abilities. We're going to talk about the future of Anthem and EA's Outlook and a whole bunch of other stuff, including The Walking Dead, DC, and Marvel news. So Godmore Lock episode 30 is rolling. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, episode 30 for this week's, uh, for some reason, the biggest Super Bowl that I remember is Super Bowl 30. I think it's because like, it's the, one, the only one I've watched. I'm trying to remember which, who was in it that It was one, Cowboys and... Uh, oh, of course, the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't remember no. who they beat, but... Uh, so that's our, our theme art this week, is Super Bowl 30 theme. <laughs> so let, let's dive right into the last... We got to cover this last week, based on the announcement, at least, of... Apex Legends, which came out of nowhere, has taken the world by storm. We've had about a week now for the gaming... Which we're watching right now, actually. The gaming world to take it in. And basically, it literally took the world by storm. So, let's hit a few numbers, and then you and I can talk about what we played of it. So, as you all know, Apex Legends is a new battle royale made by Respawn, the creators of Call of Duty and Titanfall... They announced this game literally out of the blue. It came out of nowhere, dropped it as they announced it, free to play. So this game hit 10 million players in 24 hours, uh, which it took Fortnite two weeks to hit 10 million players. So this hit it in 24 hours, or no, 72 hours. And it's really impressive. I mean, you know, that even in the face of all this competition in the the Battle Royale, that it it could pull so many people so quickly. I got thinking about it, because like we're, everybody's joking, like, oh, another Battle Royale, another Battle Royale. <clears throat> when you think about it, when you think of like top-tier, like major Battle Royale competitors, you really only have, laughably, not really, kind of, you've got PUBG, you've got Fortnite, you've got Call of Duty Blackout, and now you've got Apex. Do you know what I find the most, uh, the funniest part about the release of this game? What's like, that? out of the blue, Yeah, is, is that... Do you remember when Titanfall 2 launched? Yeah. It launched right next to Battlefield. And this is launching next to Battlefield. And this again. is launching next to Battlefield's Battle Royale mode. Yeah. Like, what well, are this, they doing? And this time, though, it looks like... They're eating Battlefield's yes, cake. This time, it looks well, like Titanfall's gonna... I thought about it, and I... Like, when I think of Battlefield's Battle Royale, like, I think that really appeals to Battlefield fans. I don't think that was going to, like, draw in a ton of new players, really. Like, like this is. You know, this is, like, on a whole... This is wide scale across the whole industry. Whereas Battlefield's Battle Royale is, like... Yeah, it'll bring in some BR fans in general to the Battlefield, probably. But not nearly to the level that this has already. So, um... So, yeah, it's got 10 million players in 72 hours. So, the first three days, it hit 10 million players. It took Fortnite two weeks to do that. The first professional tournament is being held this week, I think two days from when this is being recorded. And it blew Fortnite out of the water on Twitch, despite having way less people streaming it. So, 
like I think it had like half of the amount of the people streaming it as streamed Fortnite, but it had like double the amount of hours watched. So way more people were watching this than Fortnite, which yeah, I, I mean the division for any two game to overtake Fortnite like it, just, it, just like that. When did the division two? Did, did that just come out? The beta started on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Because like you know, I I heard someone talking about the uh, the Twitch numbers and. Mm-hmm. You know, they thought maybe, you know, Apex would do well, but then Division 2 would just, you know, eat it up. But, no. Uh, no. No, not even close. I mean, Apex just buried You it. know, it's funny because I streamed Crackdown 3, and I was the number one streamer for the first uh, play test, the first technical test, which we'll talk about later. Um, spoilers, I really liked it. But because Crackdown 3, mm-hmm. like... I was the top streamer, and I think I had like 80, between 80 and 90 viewers at its peak. And I, I was thinking, because the Division 2 beta came out that same day, Apex came out the day before, and I just felt like Crackdown was totally just like overlooked. Because oh, yeah. Of, because, like, they've got I the feel division. like everything is right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's Apex's world now. Right now. So, um, so basically, it's just, it's taken over its first week at least. And, Part of this was, this was all part of their plan, right? This is why they announced it out of the blue, because everybody's looking at it. Like, well, what's this? What am I hearing about? You know, yeah, I, I, mean, I gotta check this so out. So rarely does something like this happen, where, yeah. like, you know, a AAA game just out of nowhere, just days, you know, well, days before it releases, you know, re- rumors and, start to spread. You know, but normally you get a chance for months and months and months to watch gameplay footage whenever you want, to listen to YouTubers talk about it. You know, sporadically. Now it's like a it's like a sprint. It's like, oh my god, it's out! I gotta yeah, go listen. And I think it's a good idea. I think it's great. It's idea. brilliant. And I'm really curious to see if more people will adopt this uh, strategy. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I mean, well, if you're doing paid, I don't know if you can. I think I think you get burned out if you see a lot of the game. Oh, yeah. Before it releases, like months and months and months. I think it's possible to be, you know, by the time it releases, you're just sort of like, oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Your excitement is just sort of drained. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with this, the way they did it, it was like, wow, you know, like... It was brilliant. Three or four days and I'll how, be playing this. how they managed to keep it that secret. secret. Yeah. Like... Right up until the last week. The, like, literally two days before this leaked out. Yeah. And that that alone... And, and let's start let's start talking about the game. Because you did play it, right? Yes, I did. I played it. What boggled... And I keep, like, every time I fire it up... This is the by far the most polished battle royale that there is. Oh yeah, I, it's, it's, yeah. Every other game, every other BR is like still years in early access. It's still buggy. They're still working on the balance. They're still, you know, this is totally polished, finished product. Yeah. Like it looks beautiful. It plays smooth, and just the. I think the other thing that really blew my mind is they seemingly thought of everything like yeah oh yeah just last episode you were talking or you've we've talked about it multiple times that you know while nobody uses their mics anymore and like you know we were just talking about it yes. last week yep. so they came up with this pinging system it, it blows my mind that nobody else i know this before and it's, it's brilliant yes it is a brilliant system and like it you don't have to communicate with your team you could just well, you can mark your enemy. You can mark the gun on the ground. You, you can, can mark, mark the, where you want to go. The armor, the you know. You can anything. even open your inventory 
And like, let's say you don't have a helmet, you can move to the helmet slot and click the ping button. Oh, really? I didn't and it says, that. I need a helmet. Your guy says out loud, I need a helmet. Wow. And not only that, but when you kill somebody, uh, their crate is highlighted the color of the best rarity item in their crate. So if somebody's got garbage, you, you know, you don't want to go loot that crate because there's nothing in it. But when you see like a purple one or a yellow one, you know, it's really good stuff. And it keeps you, all of this keeps you more in the flow of the game. Like it's all, it, it just like communicates so much to you. It, it just totally blew my mind. Like they yeah. thought of everything. Yeah. Like everything I, I, I've ever played in a battle royale and been annoyed by. Did they like, ever say how long they've been working on this for? No, but I mean, Titanfall 2 is only like, what, three years old maybe? Yeah. Two, three years old? I mean, it gets back to what we were saying about how, how did they keep a secret? Because they must have, you know, they must have been working on this for probably two well, years. Well, they least. had, and they had like streamers and pro gamers coming to play it and giving them feedback and they were under NDA, you know. Yeah, but you know but how, how did works. How did none of them leak it? Because that never, you know, they None never of them told secret. their buddy over here, yeah. man, I, you know, they're like, and that's that that goes, goes on Reddit. Yeah, and exactly. It, it told, the whole thing was just masterfully. It just makes me wonder if they were like, you know, this game is so good and these guys are so cool that, you know, like, they're like, we can't blow yeah, this we're not, Yeah, we're not like, going to blow it for them because they, they've I, struggled so hard. And, that, well, and you can tell, like, the streamers were legitimately excited about this game. Like, and, and I think. Like, I've heard a lot of the streamers saying, like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I don't have to play Fortnite anymore. Because basically that's what they were stuck <laughs> yeah. playing because yeah. that's where all the views were. And now they have something else. Yeah, so what that I think is much better than Fortnite. Oh, me too. I mean, I mean, I think there's still an audience for Fortnite. Oh, sure. A, a much younger audience. Yeah, but it's nice sure. that there's something out there, um, you know, that, that the older audience can gravitate towards. But where do you think, um, where do you think Call of Duty Blackout fits in all this (laughs) i think that's a great question i've got two two thoughts on this they are i mean they've already sold tons of units of of black of black ops 4 yes they move on to a new game every year anyway so you know black ops 4 is dead in six months anyway yeah uh i mean it's not we discussed this before we discussed like what what will their business model be going forward and you know, it's funny because I saw the director of Black Ops 4. He made this weird tweet this week. And he didn't direct it at anybody or anything. But he said, like, it's so depressing to work so hard on something and to have everybody just rip it apart and have nobody appreciate it. And it's like, it's obvious that people must have been playing Apex and telling them, like, why didn't you think of this? And yeah. I don't know if somebody at Activision like, approached them and were like, guys, like, now we're dead. Nice job, like you know, like yeah. Or maybe it's just did you see? fans. Well, I don't know. Is it is a headline? Is it somewhere we're gonna get to? Yeah, yeah. A few, a few, uh, a few items down. We're gonna get into Activision. Yeah, yeah. Their, their struggles. So I'll save yeah. it for that. But um, I mean, let's do that one next, just because yeah. it'll dovetail yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Um, but seriously though, Apex is like, for me, when I played this, it took me like one game to say like. This is the real arrival of Battle Royale. Like, everything else has been, like, the beta of the whole genre. Yeah. And I played this, and I was like, this is the next gen of Battle Royale. Yeah, you know, the thing that really struck me about the game was that, um, like we were saying, every other Battle Royale game sort of felt like a... 
sort of like GTA 3 or, you know, an MMO sort of in that, you know, like the world was so big that you just sort of expected it to be clunky and ugly. Yeah. Whereas this is neither of those things. It's not clunky. It's not ugly. It's, it's beautiful. It's like any other shooter, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's massive. And, and you know, I, I just, it's just so impressive. we're watching gameplay footage now. Like, everything that bothers me about other Battle Royales, which I love the genre, as you guys know, it's all I talk about. It's all I play. Like, they thought of everything. Like, in when you're playing PUBG, for example, or any of them, and your teammates go down, and then you're like, oh, now they gotta sit there and watch for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, like they get killed. They get. So then you gotta either decide to finish the match, or do you just kill yourself because you don't want to make your friend. Yeah. Well, they address that. You can you can respawn your friends if yep. your friend like. Yep. They thought of every yeah. negative thing, yep. like everything that people say, like, oh God, I really don't like this, or it's a problem, it's annoying, and they addressed it all, and it just. And the thing is, too, with the characters, they've set themselves up to continually evolve the game because they're going to add a new character every three months. The legends. So, you know, whereas, oh, PUBG, what are they going to do? They're going to add a new gun. Oh, yeah. well, yep. that's cool. Yep. These guys are adding entire new characters with new abilities, and and they're going to add new guns. And, like... Yeah, there's just a lot more... It's just... There's a lot more room for excitement here. Um, this was the most exciting thing for me to happen in the gaming industry in, in a while. long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. from from the way it was announced to the, how good the game is. Now, to... I heard I heard the developers. and Remember last week we were giving our thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, I heard from a developer that one of their biggest fears was the comparison to Overwatch. And this is something that I, I said I expressed as one of my fears yeah. for the game. is the comparison to Overwatch. Yeah. And, you know, are their characters good enough? To yeah. stand toe to toe, and I heard from a developer that that was one of their biggest fears: is the comparison to Overwatch and their characters. But I think, so, see, what I'm, I'm seeing that as a positive because I think this is going to take players of games, you know, like somebody who is, let's say, I don't know, let's say they're because Overwatch appeals to a particular crowd. It appears to hard appeals to hardcore gamers, but because of the characters, it also appeals to a more casual crowd. Yeah. Like Fortnite does. Yeah. I think because this is a battle royale, but it's got the characters, this is going to have people who like maybe casually just enjoy a game like Overwatch trying out Battle Royale because now they've got Do these... Do you think? You know, a, 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 a game like PUBG doesn't appeal to like somebody who likes Overwatch and Fortnite. Yeah. But this does. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any possibility we could see a, a Overwatch Battle Royale now? Not with the next news. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I, I think Overwatch is due for a significant expansion of some kind in the next year or two. Yeah. I don't... I They're doing another competitive shooter. Blizzard is. That's confirmed. I, I, I am going to take it to my grave. I'm going to repeat this. You've heard it here first on God Mode Unlocked. It's going to be set in the StarCraft universe. Their, their next game is a is a competitive shooter set in the StarCraft universe. That's not being reported anywhere else. That's me telling you that that's the case. Remember it when it gets announced next year at BlizzCon 2019. GMU, Stone Cold Lock here. Um, Okay, so, uh, yeah, let's move on. Let me, I just want to say something real quick, because I was going to tell you this before the podcast started. Yeah. Remember we were talking about streamers? 
and they're being they're glad they have something else to play except yeah. besides Fortnite. Yep. So, and you were asking me like how much I make from a subscription. Yeah. The top streamers get paid for a certain amount of time. The developers of a game like this will pay the the streamers to play their game. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much they make they get to play those games? Who the, the, the streamers? streamers? Yes, like top tier ones. A uh, couple million. I don't know. So they get. It depends. There's different different games pay different amounts, and different streamers get different amounts. Just like a pro athlete, but the top streamers get paid a dollar per viewer per hour to play a game. So that means like Shroud was playing this, yeah, and he had a hundred thousand viewers. So in the hour of playing that game, he got hundred thousand dollars, wow. and he played for like a lot more than an hour. <laughs> yeah, obviously, and you that's think insane. about that. You that's think about insane. that. That is crazy. I mean, if he played he's for eight video, hours, if he played eight hours, that's almost a million dollars. Yeah, right he's set for the next five years. Oh my god, unbelievable! I gotta start playing this. I know. Mayor Reynolds WP my... guys, look me up. Honestly, all right. So let's move on. Oh wait, no. We can't quite move on to the Blizzard, Activision Blizzard news yet. Because there is some more Apex kind of related news. Respawn came out and said they are working on releasing something like directly Titanfall related this year. So what do you think it is? It's not Titanfall 3, they said that. Not it's even not in, this. It's not even in development. <laughs> so, um, slightly Titanfall? No, right? it's, it's, it's a Titanfall release of some kind. I don't know. Where else do you go? I, I think an RTS. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be neat. I don't think the team would have to be that big. That, no, that and would be cool. you'd get the Titans that in, would be in cool. it. And, you know, I'd be real interested to see how they handle, if it is an RTS, how do they handle, like, the movement, especially of, like, the, the ground soldiers? Yeah, because they can all wall run. Yeah, because they can all wall run and do all that stuff. So, yeah, that would be neat to see. Um what solutions they come Some up people with think it. it's actually just going to be like an HD re-release of the first game. And it's uh it's funny because Titanfall 2's numbers online have like tripled and quadrupled since Apex came out. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I've, like, I've heard a lot of people say this got me in the Titanfall. Yeah, they're all going so back I went and playing Titanfall 2. So like you really think about what this move ha- is doing for, a for respawn EA, but Titanfall is a franchise. Yeah, you know we were just talking about like how the, we may never see this franchise again. Yeah. like what do we know? Well, that, like, that's what I want to say. Gonna succeed? Before we just before we we go into our next topic, last week our conversation was completely around you know EA has been beaten down. Mm-hmm. Be, I mean, like what are they going to do if Anthem fails? You know, and news this on week, that later too. And, and then this week. It's all changed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. suddenly everything looks great for EA. And, see, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It's just my habit. When there is a game that comes out that I truly am impressed by, even if it's free, I will spend money on it just to give the developer money. And yeah. I, I shouldn't, but like... Well, I always think in my head, like, well, if it's free, then I got like $60 to work yeah. with because that's how much I would have so paid anyway. they put out like a founder's pack with like some exclusive skins and blah, blah, blah. And it was 30 bucks. I'll never buy skins. And it was clearly not worth it. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? Like, these guys totally deserve my money. And I bought it. I'll never buy skins. Just because... I, I only pay to win. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, moving into the next uh, the next topic. You're uh, skipping to Activision, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Activision Blizzard, they're they're tightening their belts. They're laying off a hundred developers 
as of Tuesday, and they just gave their CFO fifteen million a fifty million dollar sign on bonus. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> you want me to take this first? Uh, yeah, why don't you? Okay. This, to me, like, I, I'm one of those people who, I, I, I always think, like, what people are saying online about gaming, especially, totally overblown. I'm, I'm like, you know, when people say EA is the worst company, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Don't yeah. say that. This is one of, like, the most irresponsible, like, it angers me. It's, like, heinous. For them to be giving their new CFO a $15 million bonus and laying off... You know, I look at... All of Activision prob- Activision's problems are of their own doing. Like, they've let their portfolio totally dry up. They've got Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> they've got... They let Destiny go. And they had to because they, tr- they treated Bungie like crap. And they wouldn't let Bungie do what they wanted to do. Yeah. So now, basically, everybody's looking at them and saying, Well, you only got Call of Duty... And then you've got Blizzard, who's being affected by this, who's known for yeah. being, like, nonstop quality. They're so good to their community. And I'm not saying they're perfect. They make mistakes, too. But that... it I hate... I'm a huge Blizzard fan, and I hate that a company that is known for taking their time with their game, being willing to reboot it until they get it right, um, just like we were talking about with Nintendo and Metroid yes. Prime 4, yep. is being punished because Activision is... Straight up douchebags. Like yeah. I don't know what else to say. Just, I'm not going to censor myself. Sheer stupidity. Yeah, it's. I mean, everything about Activision right now just just terrible. infuriates me. Terrible. You know, I mean, their their business models seem outdated to me. Totally. They, they're they're a one. Well, game. you can't argue with the fact that they're making money hand over yeah. fist. I mean, they're to me they're a one game company. They're called Duty. now. They definitely they're are. Call of Duty. Now they've lost it. destiny. Yeah, they're Call of Duty, and that is it. That's all they bring to the table. I know they got Sekiro, and I am. Very excited. Yeah, about, that's a but, good point. But Sekiro, it's a one-off. They're publishing it. Yeah, they, and it's I a mean, one-off. It, they didn't make it. They're just publishing it. Yeah. I mean, anybody could have published it. So, yeah. which I am, I still find it unbelievable that from software signed on with Activision. Yeah. Every time somebody signs with them, I'm like, you know, this is a bad deal. Yeah. Like, you know, and I mean, I think the thing is, Activision floats insane advertising money and just says, "We'll, well blow your game up." I mean, when when from software signed with them, I'm sure it was a different environment. I mean, after after um, Bungie flew the coop, I'm sure people are looking at it like, eh, you know, do I want to sign with Even when Bungie signed with them, going back, what is this, like six years ago now? And but the, seven years ago when Destiny was originally announced, everybody back then was saying, "What, what are you doing? You doing? Yeah. yeah, you just you said you wanted to be independent, so you left Microsoft." But then you sign up with like <laughs> the a evil that's empire. Even worse. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you see what they did to Tony Hawk? I mean, my goodness. Well, any of them. I mean, yeah. Or, or yeah. I mean, Activision if the Call of Duty games for milking. If the Call of Duty games weren't developed by such competent developers, oh yeah. I mean, they would have ran that into the ground too. I, I mean, yeah. They're, you know, they're business decisions. A- a- Activision, nuts. like I do, I truly think that Black Ops Four is the best Call of Duty since the first Modern Warfare. Yeah. But you think they're still using essentially this exact same formula that was laid out by Infinity Ward, who is now Respawn, all those years back. Like, Activision still owes all their money to the folks who are now Respawn right now. Yeah. Yep. Like, if they didn't have that formula... Yeah. What would they have? Oh, I know. 
And it is interesting to think. Like, what if, what if they all left before they made Call of Duty, and went to EA and yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, what would Activision have right now? What if we we're talking about Medal nothing. of Honor as the big uh, shooter franchise? Yeah, I, I just, know. just it's interesting. I truly feel like disgusted to think that there are because I know the people at Blizzard. You know, I yeah, I, I, mean, I put a lot of time and effort and playing their games, but also researching their games and being a part of their community. They're such a passionate company. They love their games. They love their community. And to think that people... And I'm not saying that the people that make Call of Duty don't. I'm just talking about my personal you know, fandom for Blizzard. To see those people, some of them, even if it's one guy, I don't care, losing their job because Activision can't competently manage a video game company... Activision is like the it the wicked stepmother off. in this this marriage. You know, I mean, Blizzard's like that nice father that married the wicked stepmother. They gotta be regretting it. it I mean, they oh. gotta be regretting. It's it. just such a weird marriage. There's no they they get nothing from being with Activision. Nothing. Yeah. They make so much money on their own. They do yeah. not need them. And if they cut the cord on Activision, where would Activision? And be? you know, I they probably you know they probably saw all the stuff that we're talking about coming. They they said. You know, development costs are going up, and oh, I'm sure. a lot of developers are going out are going to be going out of business. Let's solidify our future by teaming up with a company even bigger than us. That's probably part of why they merged, but they got to be regretting it now because I mean they've got infinite revenue streams from World of Warcraft and Hearthstone. Overwatch is a huge success. I mean, it's just it pains me. It really does. It it hurts. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to the next. Want to go back to go back up? Yeah. So there's there's actually two bits of Bioware, and well, there's several of them. But let's I'll try to combine them. I didn't combine them that well on the agenda. So the first <clears throat> bit is, and I had this thought about Anthem. I thought well, this is the first game that the main team at Bioware has released all gen. It's a game as a service type game, and it's coming out with what? a year and a half maybe of time left in this generation I mean when do you think the next gen consoles are coming out I'm thinking like oh. spring 2020 yeah 2020 spring spring is the earliest spring 2020 but I think one of them will drop spring 2020 yeah it's PS5 yeah. or I think, Xbox I think Sony wanted Playstation 5 for this year yeah I don't think it's going to happen well, Switch launched in March right yeah I, I think you'll see one of the two launch in the spring and one. I think you might see both. Well, maybe. Yeah, you're probably likely to see PS5 in the spring and then Xbox in the fall. Maybe they'll both be in spring. But either way, I got thinking about it. Is Anthem, if it's a game as a service, you want people playing it for like three, four years. Well, I think maybe Xbox now wants to go after Sony. Like, so that way they can have the stronger console. Oh, yeah. The more powerful console. Yeah. So I think they, they choose to to launch later. So Bioware confirmed that your Anthem save will carry over to next gen. So like, if you buy it on Xbox One, you'll be able to play it on the next Xbox. And a lot of people, like I saw legitimate news sites reporting, well obviously this means that they're going to release Anthem for the next Xbox and next PlayStation. I was like, no. It means that the game's going to be... Yes, all the games are backwards compatible. Phil Spencer already said that was going to be the case I mean, it's not confirmed, but... It is. Well, like, I mean, for Xbox it is, because Phil said uh, our next Xbox is going to play all the games yeah. that you have. But, um, you know, this thought hit me this morning. 
So EA just released Apex Legends. Um, this week they release Anthem, don't they? No, that's another. I think it's another week. Okay. It's not this week. Okay, so within a couple of weeks later, yeah. they're going to release Anthem, which is still, you know, it, it's it's a game that's not that far removed from Apex. I mean, it's a sci-fi action game. Yeah, it's a shooter. Um, and then next month they have Battlefield. The Battle right? Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. Why? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Well, all it, within a month. Some might, if they're all great, some might say, "What? What a great time for you!" Yeah, guys. like I was trying to think this morning. Like, is there? Are they just plotting to like smother the industry with like their games? Like, you're only going to be talking well, we about know, EA. We know that this fall they've got Respawn Star Wars game, which people are saying it's good. I don't know, but um, what else do they have this year? I mean, they'll have Madden. They'll have, but to release like. Essentially three games. Blockbusters? Yeah, within a month. Shooters. Well, like, that well, are going to appeal to Anthem's mostly an, the Anthem's same... Anthem's definitely an RPG. Yeah, it's, but it's still going to appeal mostly to the same people. I, I it's single player. There's no PvP even in it. It's it's definitely an RPG before it's... Uh, but it, it definitely has overlap, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I think Battlefield Five's Battle Royale is really mostly for people already existing Battlefield fans. Like... I really don't think you're going to see uh, Firestorm, it's called. Have we even seen it? No. It's releasing next month? Well, that's, it's not a new game. It's just an update Either for way. the game. I mean, well, maybe they're going to do like the uh, Apex model now and just, hey, <laughs> here, here it is. is. Um, but yeah, so basically Bioware confirmed, if you needed another confirmation, that your Anthem save is going to continue over to next gen, which probably means the next consoles are backwards compatible. But there's more Anthem and Bioware news this week. So, EA said they expect to sell 5 to 6 million copies of Anthem by March 31st. What do you make of that prediction? Do you think it's going to come true? Or do you think that's too lofty? Um, I think it's too lofty, honestly. My first impression was it's too lofty. Yeah. It's especially... Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see it happening. I, 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 I thought, like, I could see three if it's really good, maybe four million. But because it, it's a new franchise, I'm like, five to six in a month's time, I, I just don't The game is gorgeous, so I'll see tell you it. that. Um, except it's the total downgrade from the initial E3 reveal. Oh, it doesn't yeah. look anything like that. Yeah. Um, the, the flight, like I said, the flight mechanics and stuff are great. It's incredible. Blink. Every, there's a lot of other things that are worrying about this game to me, which is scary because I wanted this game to be my new kind of yeah mainstay. I was I was really as excited. far as single player. Yeah, style. I mean I was excited because it's a Bioware game with a lot of shooting, you know, sci-fi like Iron Man armor. I was like yeah. I was all on board right up to the point I found out that there's only actually four armors. Yeah, I hate that. I hate well, that. I well, there's hate four that. classes. That's what they are. Well, whatever. Your armor changes. Yeah. But, but I, I still hate that. Well, how many classes do you want? I, I just want it to be... I don't want any classes. I, I want to be able to make my armor whatever the hell I want it to be. Well, you, you know, can. Hundreds of different, you know, customizations. Well, there's definitely a lot of customization because you could you change... You could equip whatever two weapons you want. You change your weapons nonstop, and then there's other abilities you can swap out. It's just that the base suits... My biggest concern with this game is that it's a 
you know, it's a shared world shooter. There's no PvP at all, which is fine. That's the decision they've made. So there's some type of endgame grind, right? Like you cried the monster hunter. hunter. Yes, and as I watch this, that's exactly the flashback. Well, well, the and exactly problem, what makes me realize why I hate the classes. Well, in World of Warcraft or let's or Destiny, uh, you know, you've got raids. So you've got dungeon type things. You've got raids. You've got PvP. You know, varied ways of progressing in a, in the end game. This at launch. The end game is literally there's three dungeons and there's nothing else. Really? There's no raid, there's no PvP. Then they're never doing PvP, they said. So my fear is, well, this is the end game. And they said, well, there's increasing difficulty levels. So those three dungeons. Well, that's great. That just means the enemies are going to become insane bullet sponges. Like, that's what RPGs do. Like, they just, okay, well, well, now the enemies all have 60% more health. Then you got to shoot them 8,000 times. I don't know. I mean, I'm, if the reviews are good, I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm just concerned. I don't know. I'm just getting... It, to me, all I can see is Monster Hunter World where you can fly. <laughs> That's all I can see when I look at it now. Interestingly enough, the demo, which the first demo was a technical mess, uh, but the demo was downloaded at way exceeded Bioware's expectations. Like, it, it got downloaded way and played way more than they expected. Wow. So maybe that's where this number of five, six million came from. Maybe they said, well, okay, well, based on these numbers, maybe we yeah. can do this. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I'm sure like, they're like looking... This, like, we're looking at gameplay footage of, you know, the flight mechanics, and there's no other game where you can do that. No. It, it looks great. But, I mean, so much of it just looks like Monster Hunter World. <laughs> yeah, like, this is where you fly. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about it. We'll find out very soon if it's going to. I'm I'm really looking forward to the reviews, and I have a feeling the reviews are all going to say, "Well, they've got a decent base game, but you know we don't know where this game's going to be in six months, so approach it with caution." That's what I think they're going to say. Um, there is some more Bioware news that I'm going to bust out right now. So Skybound, which is Robert Kirkman's company, and Beam Dog have uh, teamed up to bring all these old-school Bioware games uh, to consoles in 2019. So there's three Baldur's Gate games, Neverwinter Nights, and Planetscape Torment are all coming to consoles in 2019. And I actually saw a lot of people on Reset Era saying that to this day, these are some of their favorite RPGs ever made. So, I mean, I guess if you're a Baldur's Gate fan or whatever, that's oh, yeah. great news. Yeah, there's a diehard following oh, those for games. sure. So that gets all. I think that gets all the Bioware news out of the way. Uh, so this next bit, roll the footage of this. Roll that beautiful bean that's, footage. That's you got what, anything else up there? I can't. <laughs> so Platinum, the develop Platinum's pedigree speaks for itself. You've got Bayonetta, you've got Vanquish, you've got Wonderful 101. Um, what the heck else has Platinum made? Why, why am I blanking? Uh, well, that's good enough. But no, well, they've made a ton of action. And they were Clover before that. You said Bayonetta, right? Yeah. Didn't, didn't they make um, uh, Okami? As Clover, yeah. yeah. They made As Clover, they made Beautiful Joe. Um, just tons of classic games. And don't forget that they were also the developers of Scalebound, which got canceled. Yeah. So, which is interesting, because... I think it ties into this. That's what I was going to say. So they were <laughs> they were developing this very 
Japanese looking RPG called Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Very Japanese. To, to, to call this Japanese would be an understatement. <laughs> this is about as Japanese as it gets. Uh, but they always make quality products. Oh, they made Anarchy Reigns. I mean, it looks too. beautiful, but. Yeah. So, this company called Psy Games was the publisher, and Platinum was developing it. Well, they moved Platinum off the project, and they now totally took take have taken over the game. And they don't, they, they're, you know, they're, Platinum's not involved at all anymore. And now, oh, they make uh, Nier, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, after the cancellation of Scalebound, and now, this seems kind of sketchy to me. Like, okay, they just kicked Platinum, one of the most reputable developers, off the game. Like, there's got to be some, and there is some, there has been lots of rumors about mismanagement at Platinum, but yeah. there's got to be something going on here. Yeah, like, I mean, since it's happened two games now, and almost two games in a row. And they're known to be, like, such a great developer. Like, yeah, any one of their games there's a lot of people there, There's a lot of smoke here, right? I mean... Well, the thing that the thing that is has jumped out at me is they used to be, like, a one or two studio, or game studio. Yeah. And the last few years, they've been taking on a lot of work. And that that screams to me that they probably need money really bad. Is this an RPG? It looks like it because there's a little thing in the right corner there. Yeah, I, it looks it looks experience. a lot like Scalebound, doesn't it? Yeah. In a lot of ways, it looks like Scalebound. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. I think the interface is exactly the same. This looks like a cool RPG, though. I'm basically done with RPGs like this. I don't really have any interest in them anymore. Um, well, I mean, it's cool that it's like action. Action yeah, based. yeah. But I just I feel like I feel like there's some bad writing on the wall for Platinum's future. Like yeah. I mean they got Bayonetta three in development right now. They've got another game that they're developing with Square Enix. I forget the name of it, but Do you think they just overstretched themselves? Yeah, I think it's because they need money so bad. Like I yeah. think there's something going on, like I don't know what it is. It, it sorta of has that feel of like telltale, doesn't it? Sort of. Yeah. It's like how could like this developer there's be? There's things in going wrong yeah. and it's like uh you know, like they're taking out a lot of projects and a lot of things are going wrong. And it's, and you think they're taking them on because wow, they're such a great developer and and it's hard to say like because this looks pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, who knows what was going on. Maybe this was all they have done. I don't know. Yeah, it looks pretty good, honestly. Now, there, were, there were, And the rumor was one of the reasons that Scalebound got canceled was because that they were using the money that Microsoft was giving them to develop other games because yeah. they needed money so bad. Well, I'll say this. The scale of this game is unusual for, I think, for a Platinum game. I mean, this is probably... I mean, how, you know, it's an if it's an RPG, it's probably how many hours? Sixty. Yeah, and which is know, the exact reason I don't play platinum games. Are usually like ten hours. Uh, and Kingdom Hearts three out. is eighty hours long. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I hear nobody talking about Kingdom Hearts three. Nobody. It's out. It's out, and I see nobody talking about it. Maybe it's just because I'm not in those circles. Yeah, I just want to know. Did they add music and? and sound <laughs> I think effects? they did. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it funny how it was like so hyped? Where is Kingdom Hearts three? It's been yeah, yeah. ten oh, years yeah. or whatever, yeah. and yeah. now and it's the just development like, cycle. Ten years. Okay, it's here. It is, and it's over. And then, and okay, everybody's moved on. Uh, but yeah, Platinum. I'm telling you, God Mode Unlocked is telling you something weird's going on at Platinum, and you should you should be. We need to we do. Are, an, we are we are pretty do, much the kiss of death. We need like, to do an investigation. Probably within the next week, Platinum will be dead because. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, once we say something one if, week, if, the next week, if Microsoft happens. suddenly releases a, a a bundle with a platinum game yeah. in it, then you'll know for sure <laughs> they're dead. Like All right, so Hi-Rez, the developer of uh, Paladins, Realm Royale, and Smite, publicly called out Sony this week to tear down uh, the the crossplay wall that Sony has put up. And uh, another developer joined in and, and basically publicly criticizing Sony. And they even had a Ronald Reagan Gorbachev yeah. uh, graphic in here, tear down the wall. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. What, what do you make of a developer literally publicly? Uh, th- this isn't some rinky-dink indie developer just saying like, oh, you know, Sony's a bunch of jerks. Yeah, I don't really understand it myself because... I mean, it's happened, right? It's happened with Rocket League. It's happened with... They've got, like, a few games Fortnite. that are in this beta. Yeah. And they, my, my my feeling is that Sony probably told Hi-Rez, well, we're not including you. Yeah, I, I think... I, we're only including the so biggest games. So you think games. their plot is basically, like, the biggest games, they'll let through. Everybody else, too bad. Yeah, probably. I, do you, and do you think this beta is sort of like a delay tactic to yeah. make that happen until yeah. the story blows over, and then that'll be that? That or until they get some better technology in place. Oh, that could but, be too. See, from the developer perspective, I was reading about why crossplay, why so many developers are pursuing crossplay. I mean, there's a reason. It's not just because you know everybody's goodwilled. And the reason is because it actually increases or decreases matchmaking times. Because there's more people in the player pool, you know, because you've got people from all these platforms in yeah. the same. But then beyond that, it also helps match people with similar ranks, too. So your games are more fair because you've got, normally you have large disparities, <clears throat> and sometimes it's hard. You get those really lopsided matches because. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's a good point. I didn't and really even so crossplay helps match players who are equal, equal yeah, skill. Find, find more people. You know, um, yeah, it seems like this would help most. Uh, is Nintendo. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Because usually, especially competitive games, that like Rocket League probably, I wonder how much that game sold. The Switch on. scene probably isn't incredible. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can imagine if, if there were still walls up mm. for every version, what the Switch Online would be like. Because, I mean, yeah. Switch Online's already <clears throat> pretty barren. Yeah. So... Did you hear this controversy about the Super Smash Brothers tournament? Yes, where they stopped the quarterfinals or whatever so to, to defend their. It was coach. lagging so How bad. How bizarre well, is no, that? They, they it was lagging so bad that they took the camera off of it, and then they denied. They said, "No, no, they're not lagging." Like they totally yeah. tried to ignore and then it. The, then the the actual players themselves said, "Yeah, we were lagging. We were lagging really bad." <laughs> oh goodness, Nintendo! Do you want to get in? This is the coolest Tech Time story I think we've had here. Yeah. So, Microsoft announced this thing called Halo Outpost Discovery. So this is a tour coming this summer. Oh, we got we got a trailer. We got we got a video. If only you guys could see what we were seeing. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's still art. I think it's in like four cities, so not a lot. But Philadelphia is the closest one to us. Are they gonna bring the warhogs? Are they gonna bring like the that's a good replica warhogs? That would be so cool. I'd love to sit in one and just. But it's basically like a big Halo. IRL interaction thing. So they've got like laser tag, they've got an escape room, they've got a Halo museum, they've got game stations where I'm sure they'll have, you know, 
play Halo games. My thought of this was, will they have Halo Infinite playable there? No. This summer? Well, maybe. By the time this summer comes around, no, I think they might. Not. I don't know. I think they it might. It depends on what type of game Halo if it, they could just, Infinite is. They could just do a... If, well, I'm assuming that we're going to actually... People are going to get cool hands idea, on, on Halo Infinite at E3. This is after E3. And I think this is a good idea, especially to, um, you know, repair some of the bridges that were probably burned with the, with the last couple of games. This is a good way to reach out to a lot of people that, you know, maybe have left the series behind and say, hey, we're still here. Yeah. Be like, hey, come. And it's only in four cities, but yeah. it's pretty cool. Like, I don't know how much. Well, it maybe it seems like it's going it to cost a lot of money, but it's cool to see him doing something like that. If you're a Halo fan, like, it's going to, and it's in your city, you're going to want to go. Yeah. For sure. So that, and it's the first time I think I've seen a game of any kind doing something like this. It's like, uh, IRL exhibit or tour or you know whatever so time for some god god mode moments I was gonna do uh what's the sports center theme song we should play that every time we go no no I mean is it the Monday night football theme that does I don't know I don't know does what's our acapella yeah let's just sports theme let's just freaking do it jeez We'll do a live. So our God Mode moments, if you're just starting to listen to us now, are basically rumors segments that we talk about the rumors and we predict the likelihood of them coming true where we explore them and make some type of predictions. And we're usually pretty good about these. We get a lot more right than I think many people do, especially more than 70% of the internet gets. They get way... Don't, don't believe what you read on the internet, folks. So a rumor... This was leaked by a Reset Era member, actually, who has accurately leaked a lot of Nintendo information. Like, she, she's really credible. Um, so she says that Nintendo has 11 unannounced 11? Switch games 11? that they're releasing at 2019. Where are they going to put these games? They already have, like, well, the my, most... My sense of it will be, let's say, two to three of them get delayed. Yeah. So that brings it down to... And a lot of them, I'm sure, are smaller games. Well... There's probably at least two to three Wii re-releases in here, too, that we yeah. don't know about yet. Like, um, or Wii U. Wii U games that were great, but, you know, didn't... Yeah. Because of the Wii U was a bomb. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I don't know which ones they would be off the top of my head. Because Wonderful 101 already came, right? Yeah, uh, no. Nope. I thought it did. No. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. No. It's... I'm positive. Do you well, mean announced? Yes. Maybe. I'm, I'm pretty sure they already announced that Wonderful 101 is coming uh, to Switch. I don't think so, actually. Well, what do you think... What do you? Let's hear some predictions from you. You're the, you're the Switch owner, so... Oh, goodness. What do you think put me on the spot here what do you for think, all 11. No, you don't have to do all 11. No, what do you think gonna we're going to see? I think there's a high chance that you're going to see Pikmin. A new Pikmin game. Yeah, some that sort. makes a lot of sense. I think there's a high chance that you'll see a, um, a Zelda game. Now it won't be, it won't be like, like the, old the next, style. yeah, like it'll four be, swords yeah, style. It'll be more of a hey, this is a portable Zelda, than hey, you know. I guess is, it hasn't been officially announced. This is the yet. next Breath of the Wild. That's got to be one of them. Oh yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think Mario Maker. There's a strong chance. Oh, that series. Is oh, I love Mario Maker. That's the only way I can play Mario now. Um, so Mario Maker. Um, Wonderful 101 for sure. Yeah. 
Let's and, say and there are probably a few from left field. Let's say a 2D Zelda. Well, everybody's saying, because Retro, and there was rumors that Retro's game was finished, and yeah. Nintendo just So it could be that Star Fox game. What is that? Oh, yeah, I forgot Star about Fox that rumor. Bringing that back from the grave. Yeah. Star Fox Racing? Is well, that what whatever they were working on. I think it was, was supposed probably, to be a racer. Yeah. That was the rumor. Yeah. It'll probably be like Diddy Kong Racing, which is kind of cool, because I never played that, but a lot of people loved it. When did Splatoon 2 come out? Um, Like a year or two ago. Is it? Is, do you think they got a new Splatoon already? Probably no, not. No, they just did an expansion pack for a couple months ago. So, um, what about a new? I would love to, my F Zero is what I want. I want. I've. I don't think that'll be out of the uh, blue. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna. But get they that. should bring F Zero back. Yeah, it would be cool. They really should. Uh, when was the last WarioWare game? I although oh, that, should, that, that should be. That would be. Uh, you've already got a handheld. Yeah, now that I would love. But they they did just announce one for. Um, 3ds, and they do have a habit. But they do Let have that a habit. Thing die. They do have a habit of like announcing these smaller games for 3ds yeah. and leaving them out there for a while, and then porting them. They do that them. with Luigi's Mansion. They did that with so many games. They did it with like um, like a lot of the, the the Zelda Warriors game, the Fire Emblem Warriors game. Um, you know, just a whole bunch of games they do that with. What what game did you say? Luigi's for, Mansion. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Uh, I heard um, Metroid Prime Trilogy. That's not official yet? No. Oh, well, that's but You think coming. it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably one of them. There's think... a lot of good stuff that they can bring. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them, like you said, will just be weird, small games. Yeah, that... you'll probably see, like, um, uh, what's that game called? NES Remix? I don't know. So they'll probably do a Super NES Remix, which is like... Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'll be cool, whatever they bring. Yeah. We'll see if it comes It's going to be a good year to have a Switch. Yeah, it really is. So you can introduce this next topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so Spellbreak. It's a Mage Battle Royale coming um, to the Epic Game Store uh, this week. Uh, that's the thoughts? rumor, right? Well, yeah, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. According to Reset Era. Um, so what's your take on this? So I know a lot about this game. Uh, so it's a battle royale game where you play as it's, it's not guns, it's not warfare. You play as yeah, pull, pull, there is footage of it. You okay, can, you can pull it yeah, out. Let's, let's take a look at this. So you play as a, a mage, and there's all sorts of different classes and spells abilities. So this plays out a lot more like an action game or almost like a fighter. Oh, well, I'm in instantly more interested in this. Look than at here most. we go. Battle Royale games. So, oh yeah, that's that's a good looking game. It it really it it makes you feel like a really powerful. You know what it kind mage. of reminds me of is Zelda. Um, no, well yeah, and it's look yes, it's very Zelda. -y. But whatever. Um, oh, what's that game that got canceled from Microsoft? Uh, uh, Phantom Dust. A little bit, yeah, yeah. If you squint. So, you know, instead of picking up guns and... Oh, there's the non-disclosure agreement on the screen. <laughs> uh, instead of picking up guns, you pick up... Well, you know, you can wear one gauntlet, which is like a... So you're a pyromancer with your left hand attacks. And then you're a frost mage with your right hand attacks. Or, you know, you've got wind powers. You've got earth powers. It's kind of got a lot... I don't know, maybe like Avatar or something. Like some Avatar influence. Yeah, I mean it's a nice. Where you got all the game. elements, um, but I've been really excited for this game. Oh god, now they're showing PUBG on screen. Get that off of there. <laughs> um, it's probably a comparison. So the rumor, according to Reddit and Reset Era, 
is that it's going to launch on the Epic Game Store this Tuesday. We don't know if it's paid or free. Like, we don't know what the business model is. But let me just say this, that if it actually comes out on Tuesday, then I'll be streaming it for quite a while on Tuesday. And it's going to be, that will be my 17th, if I win a game, it'll be my 17th different Battle Royale win. It does look pretty cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks, I mean, it's a beautiful looking game. And, and it's, it's like I said, it's so different. So many games are, they just look so good these days. I know. Like, anybody can make a great looking game, it seems like. Except Blue Hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm saying, oh, I don't know, what do you think the chances of that being true are? 60, 70%. I'm not going to make a prediction. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's skip uh, to the next next. Let's topic. go to let's move on to market mode. So, we t- already talked about some EA sales numbers earlier. Yeah, I think we uh we, we but, both said we're a little skeptical of these numbers. Well, Battlefield 5 is at 7.3 million sold, which you know we've been talking about how much of a like, oh, Battlefield Five's a bomb. They still sold 7.3 million copies, but that was, I guess, pretty far underneath their sales expectations. That's incredible. That a game can sell 7.5 million, and yeah. people, for them to be like, oh, this is... And see, once the bad. Battle Royale comes out, I think they'll see a small boost. Bump. Yeah. I'll probably buy it. Uh, it is... Like I said, it, it looks amazing. The gunplay's still good. It's just, I feel like the modes are, are dated. Like... And I know the core Battlefield fans will scream at me for that. Like, oh, don't change it, you know. But I just, I don't know. I'm really, you know, The actually, flow of combat to me feels disjointed. The the Apex Legends, that, that actually piqued my interest for what Battlefield would do with their Battle Royale. Because their Battle Royale is more squad-based. Yes. And so the teams in Apex, that, you know, it really piqued my interest to see what Battlefield could bring. Well, Especially if they were maybe... And it'll be- collaborating a little bit. It'll be, as I say, it'll be interesting because <clears throat> you have to wonder, being from the same company, how much Respawn told DICE. Because yeah. I played a bunch of other Battle Royales um, and other just multiplayer games in general after playing Apex and I missed things like the ping system like immediately. I'm like, God, every game needs this. Yeah. So you have to so wonder be if really like, Battlefield's going to gonna have it yeah. right, off, right yeah. off the bat. I mean, to me, that'll be... that. To me, it will be the lit, the litmus test for if if they were sharing information yeah, or not. Yeah. If, if if the ping system is in battlefield, that's the one thing they were definitely talking. That's like if the, not, they weren't. The other things, you know, like they don't need to uh, make it so you can respawn your teammates. Um, they don't need to make it so like when somebody dies, you can tell what rarity crate is stuff is in their crate. Yeah. Um, you know, those are good features, I think. Yeah. But if they've got the ping system, then <laughs> they definitely everything. told them. Yeah, because that's that's something that now needs. That's like a must-have feature for to me now. I know battle royale game that better be in there. Like, it just it makes such a difference in communicating with your team, especially with no mic. You know what? I act, you know, when Battlefield One came out, I, I was like, ah, oh, Battlefield One, what a stupid setting. But having played it now. Now I just—that's all I want. It's World War. I th- I just love the World War One setting now. Like I, I look at World War Two games and I'm like, ah, eh, and that's yeah, kind of boring. I want. I think the <laughs> well, next one they got to go back to modern because, I, yeah, I think the World War Two is definitely played out. Well, I thought World War One was like almost the exact same thing. When I played Battlefield One, I was like, they're just—it's the same thing except slightly less. Yeah, advanced yeah, weaponry. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway. Okay. Uh, so speaking of sales, Red Dead Redemption 2 is at 23 million copies sold. The online, so Red Dead Online, uh, their numbers are outpacing GTA Online's numbers. Not like not like they have more players, but they've built more players faster That's than GTA Online. Mind blowing. Um, it's still early days, so you know we don't know if it's gonna have the staying power that GTA Online did. Yeah, but. That's mind-blowing, because I feel like... Um, it is to me, especially because it's garbage. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, exactly. There's a lot of people, a lot of people say, wow, this game is bad. Like, how did it get good? How did it get Well, good the controls scores? are bad. It's bad. And, and I don't know, just the setting and everything about the game doesn't seem to appeal yeah. to as wide of an audience as, like, the it's Grand more Theft adult. Auto. It's more adult. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's... Like, no, no little kid is looking at this Wild West thing and going, like... Oh, I really want yeah. to do that. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder... Look at that beard. My God. Does this game appeal to a lot of people in inner city America? You know, like, Do they want to... It's got 23 million souls. It's hard to argue with that. they want to and ride horses? I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem to have the appeal. Yeah, and like you say, though, it's, it's doing huge numbers, which really surprises me. Jeez. I mean, when's, you know, they don't really even make Western movies anymore. Not really. Like so, one or two in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, so I mean, there's not that much interest in this lifestyle anymore, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to see these numbers is just really shocking. Yeah. and it's, I can't believe like how many people give the controls a pass. I really can't. I, yeah. I, like I said, the, the voice acting, the production quality, the graphics, the audio, everything else is like top tier, like yeah. untouchable, amazing. But the core gameplay... It's 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 behind. It's way behind, and I I can't believe, like I like I feel like if they release an updated control scheme for this game, I would actually give it a shot again. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Did we talk about this next one yet? I feel like I tried to put it on an agenda before, and I like I think the I'm Google trying Docs to remember skipped too. it. I mean, they just keep buying stakes and everything. I don't think so we it's hard. did. Hard to know. So this Chinese company, NetEase, who recently backed Bungie to make Bungie a multi-game studio, uh, has just bought a minority stake in Quantic Dream, which is really surprising because NetEase also backs all like, the Chinese versions of all of Blizzard's games, which are all, you know, multiplayer. Yeah. And Quantic Dream is is the company that makes... What's that game? Uh, Detroit? They made Detroit. They made Heavy Rain. Heavy they made, Rain. Um, what did they make before that even? I don't know. But these single player... Or maybe it was after that. Totally single player, very gameplay light. Was it Two Souls or something? Beyond Two Souls, Beyond I Two think. Souls, yeah. So now everybody's wondering, you know, well, why are they buying a stake in Quantic Dream? Like, what's Quantic Dream working on that has NetEase, a company that focuses, focuses on multiplayer and games as a service... I could just see them basically moving in a telltale direction, releasing episodic games. Yeah, I mean, with with Game Pass and everybody else apparently hopping on the, uh, hey, we got subscription gaming. I see this as, you know, these guys, they're looking out in the future at what the, you know, the future model of the business is going to be. And it's going to look kind of like television for, for a studio like Quantic Dream. So I see them, uh, you know, I see them investing in that and saying hey we're gonna we're gonna get out in front of everybody else uh, with one of the best studios in that in that format and so yeah i mean they're probably gonna make quite a bit of money yeah i 
it was just surprising to me. Like, it, it really caught me off guard. Like, just very different. But what is it with these, especially these Chinese companies that come out of the blue and they start buying, like... Yeah, money just... And I guess that's not fair because Microsoft's been doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, Tencent does it. NetEase is now doing it. Just surprising. I feel like the they scale is kind of different. They just come out of left field. Like, I, like who had heard of Tencent last year? Yeah. Who had heard of NetEase last year? I mean, I, I did, but... Well, Tencent. Not, not NetEase. Tencent. Sure. I have no idea two, who this Two NetEase years is. ago, who yeah. had heard of Tencent? Yeah. But, anyway, I'm going to let you. I, I have no words for this now. Okay, so, for our next topic, um, Capcom, you know, releases its its sales figures for all of its games. You can find it on its website. And uh, it came to my attention that Resident Evil 5, the very best Resident Evil of all the Resident Evils. <laughs> what a joke. Cut, <laughs> cut to fade to black. <laughs> Became the first uh, Resident Evil game to sell 11 million units, uh, making it the best-selling Resident Evil game of all time. That is so That includes sad. all the versions, by the way. That includes, yeah. like, the gold version and whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, game it's of the, the best-selling. Except there is no game in the year edition, because this game is trash. It's the best-selling game, and we are... Watching it right now. It's actually not trash. It's just totally mediocre. Yeah. I don't know. I actually really love Resident Evil 6 is legit trash. I mean, it's been a long time since I played through it. I'll probably go back and try and play through it again. Don't. I I beat it. Okay. I think I beat it twice. Let me remind you about the final boss battle in this game, which features Chris Redfield single punching boulders the size of 10 men out of his way (laughs) as they fly towards him. It's like something out of God hand. Hey, it could happen. No. <laughs> the one good part about this game was the alligators. Yeah. Go back to the beginning and tell me that this is well, a good I liked, game. I like the guy with the, uh, I don't know, is it an axe or a hammer? I guess it's... Go back Go back to the... Skip back here in the gameplay foot. Oh, Jesus. How long? Is this a full playthrough? Yeah. Go Okay, go back to see that bird mask. I think that was all the way back at the beginning, was it? You're going to tell me that this is the best Resident Evil game. Look this at this. This is the best Resident Evil Look game. at this. This is terrible. That's incredible. It's Jill. It's, very it's Jill it's with a bird for, mask for who's been brainwashed by a magic necklace. And they, she's feeding everybody worms. Spoiler alert. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, that, hey, hey. This game, this. 11 million souls. You this, can't be wrong. With this game, and then six beyond that. The problem is they got way too wonky with the story. Oh, like yeah. it got way out of yeah, control. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe even a little bit in four, it got a little. The weird. second half got a little. Yeah, weird. the second half of four was definitely. Strange. But it wasn't too crazy. Like look yeah. at th- this. Oh is, yeah, this definitely this is one like upped it. Barely Resident Evil to me, and and that was my big problem with six the game. though. Oh, and you know what's sad is six is the next best selling. That is sad. Now that is sad. Because six is a very bad game. Yeah, it is. Well. Leon's segment was okay. Uh, everybody else's was pretty bad. Ada's was okay when yeah. you unlocked it. Yeah. But the others were just... They started introducing, like, supernatural it powers. Was, well, I mean, and, first of all, it was basically Gears of Resident Yeah, Game. yeah. I mean, it was just a shooter. Straight up shooter. Yeah. It was supposed to be like... It was like a Call of Duty campaign, basically. I mean, four and five were kind of shooters, but six is just well, a shooter. Well, they were definitely more action-based. But, yeah, six was like... Like, like a Call of Duty campaign. Yeah, like explosions was, yeah. and just, just constantly run. and Yeah, I was over the top. I will note that Matt put this on the agenda as the way God intended it to be in all caps. <laughs> Let the record show. Uh, time for some Godspeed stories. 
So every season in Fortnite, like towards the end, there's like this event that gets hyped up to transition it to the next season. Well, right now they're transitioning towards season eight, and there's earthquakes happening in Fortnite. So get ready for season earthquakes. Eight. Get it? Here we go. This one is uh, this one's just for you. So four former Telltale developers have formed a new studio. But they're not going to make new games. They're going to make interactive experiences like Bandersnatch. So, part of Telltale Lives, I guess. I'm well, it wasn't that really what Telltale games were in a way. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But I think they said they're not going to make games. They're going to be like... Uh, choose your own adventure. I don't know. I, I don't know. Experience. It might be like browser stories i mean who knows what it's only four people so it can't the budgets can't be that yeah crazy um and then ubisoft has trademarked watchdogs 3 we could have done this as a god mode moment what do you think the chances are this is actually in development or that it's just a trademark i think there's a pretty good chance it's in development yeah i think. I mean what else is ubisoft gonna do i mean are they gonna make a splinter cell game hopefully (laughs) Um, Hopefully at some But do you remember, I got thinking about this. Watch Dogs was the first next-gen game that got revealed. This gen, I should say. Because it was for like a year. Well, you want to talk about downgrade. Yeah. I mean, this was... Well, for like a year. This was one of the biggest downgrades. For a year, there was like literally no other next-gen game to talk about except Watch Dogs. Yeah. So it was like, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs. And, and, you know, obviously they, they overshot or maybe were just a little disingenuous. Whatever happened, yeah. Yeah, the game they released wasn't quite the game they originally showed. And I think the first one still sold pretty well because it was like the game that was like most hyped because it was the first next gen game that was announced. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. All right, so what'd you play this week? This week I played Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. Is it the real version or the no, NES? No, this is the version? NES one because the real one isn't. Isn't out this yet, one crap? I actually really found myself. What liking. is this? I still don't understand. Tell I, me. It, it's it's Castlevania by a different name. But did they actually make this? Yes. Why did they make this? Well, well, well when you say they, what do you mean? Because you know Castlevania Iga. is is owned Iga. by uh, Konami, who right, doesn't right, make games right. anymore. The team that's making. Blood but the Star. guy that originally made yes um, Castlevania made this right. That's actually really fun. But why did they make this instead of what they're actually supposed to be making? I mean, they made both, and I don't know why they did that. But, but they wasted time on this. Yes, that's my thought. But no, but you know, actually, this is a really fun game. I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't usually go for these retro games, like these the retro style yeah. game. Like at this point, it's either authentically retro, like you know, it's, yeah. it's Legend of Zelda, the, the real Legend of Zelda, or it's not. You can't replicate it, kind of thing. But this was a game where I actually found myself having a lot of fun with it. Like, like it was the old days. You know, it's got the boss battles. It's got... Yeah. It's just... It was just nice What's to this have. on? PC? It's on everything. Is it? Anything you want to play it on. PC. I was playing on Xbox. What bothers me it's, about it's this? It's the games with gold. It, this is, is it, it. This month. And it doesn't bother me, really, because I could care less. But Bloodstained was Kickstartered. Yeah. And instead, they make, took their, what, a year making this? I'm telling you, if you like if fire I was a this backer, up, I'd be pissed. If you fire this up on the Xbox, you will be playing for far to. longer than you expected. No, to. I won't. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Because <laughs> um, I sure did. I mean, it was the games with gold. So I, I was like, eh, fire you know, up. I'll give it a go. I um, played Dead Cells, which was got me a good dose of retro. But yeah, this, so this game was really fun. I obviously played Apex Legends, and I played a little bit of The Walking Dead again. 
Which one? Uh, three. Season, season three, yeah. Because you haven't finished three no. yet, right? Nope. Still haven't finished how, how close are you to finishing Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, th- three bosses still. How about Spider-Man? Uh, f- how about Dragon I think Quest? I'm about 30%. How about Dragon 30% <laughs> through Spider-Man. Uh, no, maybe I'm closer to 50%. I can't remember now. How about Dragon Quest? Uh, let's not talk about <laughs> Dragon Quest. Alright, so I already talked about Apex Legends. It's amazing. Go play it. So I got to play Crackdown 3. Like I said, I streamed it. I was a top streamer. This game was not even on my radar until I uh, until I played the Wrecking Zone technical test, and I, they've showed it to us a million times. This, you know, the destruction. But until you've played it, you really don't understand how how much it affects the gameplay. Like you can just play. It's it's like being a bull in a china shop in multiplayer. Uh-huh. There's no like you can't run for cover. Like somebody runs for cover. You just literally just blow up their cover and you keep going after them. Like you can just charge through the wall and keep keep shooting, and it's just so much fun to watch the map around you just totally just get destroyed throughout the match. And it just enables it's it's like the I play a ton of super competitive games, and this one's more casual. And that's what I that's exactly what I liked about it. Is you can just boot it up, and it's something truly unique. And it's just super fun. You know, you're running around as Terry Crews, just blowing stuff up and <laughs> screaming. And, like, it's just... This game wasn't even on my radar, and now I'm like, I think I might fire this up. It's on Game Pass, so you get it for free. Yeah, which um, is really cool. I know nothing about the campaign quality. Zero. No idea if I'll ever try that. But I'm going to try Wrecking Zone again, just because... I mean, there's just... You know, it takes, like, all these moments... Like, as, as this one, this guy's chasing me, and I'm running across this bridge, and he blows out the bridge, and I'm, like, running up this bridge as it collapses, and I'm, like, Uncharted made three games off of this. Yeah. In a, in a quick time, or, like, in a yeah. real-time event. Yeah. This is happening in real time. This guy just did it to me. I'm, like, yeah. I'm escaping this guy, and I'm shooting back. It's so much, like... Yeah, you know, and that's moments like that where... Um, it's unscripted. Yeah, and I think moments like that are what made the original Crackdown so yeah so much fun. Was there's just so many wild moments. Well, that, and you the, know. the mobility you have in this, like you can get across like twenty percent of the map in like two seconds flat. You can triple jump, and then you can boost, then you can do another boost, and then you can do this ground pound. Like there's just not they don't make a lot of games like this anymore. Everything's super competitive and super balanced, and this is that old school just jump in blow some stuff up and and have fun so crackdown 3 is now on my list of games that is worth well since it's 9.99 and it's out this it's out this week so um i'm really happy for the developers and for microsoft because they took they really took their time with this game and if it came out and it sucked everybody's gonna be like well and what took so long? What did you spend all your time on? Yeah, but the multiplayer... Like, yeah, the delays really made me a little nervous because A, that meant there was things wrong, and B, yeah. it just meant the expectations were going to go up. Because yeah. you delayed it, you delayed it, you delayed it. Like, you better And like I said, I a good still game. don't know about the campaign. The campaign could be totally forgettable. I don't know. Um, but the multiplayer and the tech... See, I'm really interested in the tech because there's no way they're going to use this tech just for one game. This is not... They've invested, like, what, five years developing this cloud-based destruction? Yeah. yeah. Where are we going to see this next? You know, what game's going to so use So it actually next? works. Oh, it's amazing. It works. It's Good. incredible. 
There's yeah. there's no other game that even comes close. That's oh, that's good to hear. And you know, everybody was complaining. Not that was the other thing that was going to be scrutinized to hell and back. Well, was, the the tech. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's flawless. It's great. Because um, there were so many snarky comments about the power of the cloud and this and that. No, it's legit. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, they have they've taken their time. They got this. Like, they did it really well. It, they've proved it. So now, what are they going to use it in next? Because it's not just going to be Crackdown Four. They've got to use this somewhere else. And um, the other thing that I will say is that everybody talked about the auto aim. Everybody who came into my Twitch chat are like, "What the? This is auto aim." And because because the the mobility in this game is so insane, like the gameplay footage you're watching right now doesn't do the mobility any justice at all. Yeah. Um, you could like you legitimately. I don't care who you are. Like. A pro gamer could not aim their shots in this. You could fly across the map so fast, yeah. you could not hit anybody. Like yeah. people are having, and I assume that you know, just because you're locked down doesn't mean you know every bullet is going to hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if and it doesn't. I mean, it, it it's it's fair. Like I never felt like, oh, I should have hit that guy. Like if I missed them, it's because like he got behind cover or. Yeah. Like, when you shoot, and like you were saying, when you shoot and when you move, you can move so fast that, you know, where they were shooting yeah. isn't necessarily you where you're going to be. You could not aim. So. Like, like, I hit a guy with, like, one rocket, I think, like, free aiming, but it's just not even... You can you can still free aim, like, if a guy runs in a building, you can free aim and start blowing up the walls. You know, you don't need to be locked on to shoot. Uh, but I really feel like a lot of people jumped all over that, like, oh, this is auto-aim, you know, it's in a multiplayer game, this is trash. No, like it. You don't understand until you've played it. You have to lock on. Or you're gonna be. This game wouldn't work. It'd be like. I don't know. It'd be like trying to play a first-person shooter with a D-pad or something. Like it just wouldn't work. The other game besides Apex I played is Fear the Wolves. This was my 16th different battle royale game that I won. So this was the old Stalker developer. Yeah. You remember Stalker? Yeah, that was the game that I was thinking was Metro. Because I was oh, like, oh, okay. you played Metro, didn't you, yeah. last week? And now that you say that, I was like, oh, that's that's what it was, a stalker, not Metro. So the community in this game is insanely small now. Like, it's 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 on a free-to-play week right now, and they couldn't get more than 20 people in one game, which tells you, like, there's literally, like, less Zero. than 100 people playing it. Yikes. The game itself looks really good. It plays pretty, pretty well. The Wolves thing is kind of interesting. Um... So they added some PVE into it. So there's these packs of wolves that spawn and they roam around. And it does... There are some cool... There was like a cool moment where a pack of wolves chased me into a building. And I could hear them scratching at the door. Like that was a cool little touch, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it has a lot of survival elements built in because it's like... Um, so how many wolves are there when, when the wolves attack? Three, four, five, are six. They, are they hard to kill? Not incredibly hard. Uh... If you've got ammo, you you can definitely kill them. But the thing is, then you reveal your position yeah. when you're shooting. And you use up ammo. Yeah, it, it's got some sur- more survival to it. There's because it's in like it's like post Chernobyl Russia basically. Yeah. There's radiation areas. See now, this is really cool to me, and this is this is a uh, a battle royale game that I'd really play. It is decent, but there's so it's nobody. Sad to hear there's that, nobody like, it's, playing it's a ghost town. The, but the thing I couldn't get out of my head. It looks good. It plays good. Oh, there's a wolf. That one died really. F- they don't normally die that fast. Must have got a headshot. Yeah. Um, is 
that there's a Hunt Showdown mixes PVE and Battle Royale together yeah. better than this does. There's a lot more PVE than in this. This one, there's like just the wolves and that's it. Whereas in Hunt Showdown, there's like these demonic creatures all over the place and they're really creepy. So if you're looking for kind of a blend of PVE, PvP, Battle Royale, go for Hunt Showdown. Uh, and unless Fear the Wolves goes free to play and you know gets a bigger community, definitely, I, I hate to say it because I want people to support the game, but don't buy it because it's really not optimal. Like What it comes down to is nobody fights for like 15 minutes because it's a map for 100 players with 20 people on it. Yeah, and then the final circle comes, and then all hell breaks loose, yeah, and twenty yeah, people are cool all shooting at each other. Yeah, so but it, the, the first few minutes must be extremely boring. It's more than the first few. It's like the but first, at least like, there's 10, the wolves. 15. There's a there's the wolves to contend. Yeah, with. but it's not. They're not a huge threat. It, it, it they're just more of a. Animal oh, that's spender. a shit. The, the game looks really interesting. They're a threat. They would be a threat with a hundred players on the map because. You know, you're going to see guys running away from them, and then you're going to be trying to take them out. And But I got a win in it, so I was I was happy. <laughs> Against the 20 other guys. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Hold on a second. We got a... Uh, so, in this week's uh, edition of Who Asked for This, Paul W.S. Anderson, who directed the first, what are there, 15 Resident Evil movies, is now making a Monster Hunter movie. It stars, of course... Mia Jojova Jova Jovovich, the star of those movies, and it looks like a while back. Yeah, well, it's coming out in April 2020. That they announced the release date. That's pretty soon. I mean, a little over a year from now. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen the pictures of this movie? No. (laughs) Do I want to see the pictures (laughs) of this movie? That's why. Can I bring them up? That's yeah. Do it. Do it. I want to hear your live reaction to this. This is this. Having a computer next to us now will come in Changes handy. everything. Yeah, it'll come in handy. Oh, goodness. Yeah. What the hell is that? I don't know what some of those pictures what are. What is that? That is not... That's, is this the movie? No, no, that's... Is this the movie? That must be Chia Pet the what movie. What is this? Is this the movie? No. You well, only have Monster Chinese. Hunt. You gotta put Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. That's a Chinese... No wonder that's the Chinese version. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Oh, my goodness. It's like modern day, like... Oh, my goodness. Why is this happening? Nah, I don't... <laughs> it's it's Resident Evil all over again. It really is. That's what I mean. Like, why is this being made? Like, I don't get it. Why? Why, why like, is this? Like, look at the one... Click the one to your left. That that can't be from... It is. No. Yes. It's just like modern soldiers. It really is Resident Evil it just, is. like, reskinned with Monster Hunter. Oh. I'll admit the sword looks cool. Yeah, I was going to say, they did a great job with the sword, yeah. at least. I mean, he looks great. Yeah. And they, she looks like Alice. Yeah, and then she's Resident Evil girl this time with a sword. Yeah. So let's move on. So this is sword and nerd. This transitions us pretty well. Let's move on to nerd stuff. So it got announced this week that Michonne is now leaving The Walking Dead after next season... So she's one of the few kind of prominent characters standing after Rick and Maggie left the show. Yeah. So she's out after next year. Um, Is she still in the comics? Do you know? Michonne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's She's still going? So this would be like a complete departure from the comics. by By the time season 11 rolls around... There's really... And I mean, I don't know who's going to die in the meantime. You've got Negan still. You've got... Um... Who else from the comics? Like, I think, as of right now, at least, Ezekiel's still alive. 
But other than that, it's like almost all down to like original characters. So I mean, <laughs> and I, I've heard the guy who plays Daryl Norman Reedus said that this season that starts tonight actually it's the Whisperer War. He said it's the best season since the original. Oh, of course he's going to say that, though. I kind of believe it, though, because they got a new showrunner, and, you know, they've changed up the formula, so I kind of wonder if they almost feel liberated at this point. Like, now we can actually, like, you know, we don't really have to follow the comics. We can do our own thing and yeah, try to focus on making a good TV show. You know, I was more interested in Fear of the Walking Dead than The Walking Dead. Um, I've heard that that's got pretty bad, too. Yeah, I mean, I stopped watching it since. But I was more interested simply because... But how far did you watch? I don't know, second season. Did you? Um, simply because it was a new story yeah. in the Walking Dead universe. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the mainline show is, too, you know, because there's characters... At this that, point, definitely. That, yeah, but, you know, just to have something where... Because where I'm not comparing it to the comics, that was yeah. my that was my biggest issue with, with well the mainline. And, well, and what bothers me though is like you can't do this like half comic, half your own thing adaption. That bothers me. Yeah. Either, either do it or don't. Yeah. Like make it your own thing. Don't don't put Tyrese in, who's an awesome character in the comics, and then make him a totally different character. You know, don't take like either follow it or don't like. Don't take a character that everybody loves and then turn them on their head. Like, make them the character that everyone loves. And I know it's tempting to try to, like, surprise people. You know, because they they killed both Glenn and Abraham at the whole Negan introduction. Like, I know that stuff's tempting. Like, oh, we don't want it to just be predictable. But don't... I don't... I don't... At this point... I think they probably do feel like, okay, great, you know, we we can do our own thing now, and I don't know. I, yeah, I just yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, it was like I don't know why, but especially in this series, it bugs me more than maybe anything else, where you adapt it but you make changes. Yes, this series, the way I don't know, just the way they did it, just well. It, it, and because, really killed and it. And because the source material is so good. Yeah. Like, why are you changing it anyway? Like, and I know they want to change it just so it's surprising, even yeah. to the comic readers. I mean, thank God I didn't read uh, A Song of Fu- Ice and Fire before watching Game of Thrones. Because I, I, I'd probably have the same situation. I know you've read them all the way through. I've, I've Yeah, but... Finishing up book one right most, now. Uh, they've changed things, and they've screwed some things up. But I never felt like... They were changing it just to be different. Like, I felt like, for example, the Dorn arc. The Dorn arc in the books was already, like, very convoluted. So they knew they needed to change it up. They didn't do a good job with it, but they they had to change yeah. it. Like, there's certain things they have to condense, and, like, that's okay. Like, I, I, I will never forgive them that they screwed up Jamie's arc. But, <laughs> but there's certain things that, when you convert mediums, there's certain liberties you're going to be forced to take. Um, but with this, I feel like they do it solely to try to surprise people. And like three quarters of the time, the changes they make are not good changes. You know, like killing Carl, for example, seems like a massive misstep. Uh, because now basically, since that happened, Rick left the show, Maggie left the show, Michonne's leaving the show. Like the characters don't, yeah, the actors he, and actresses. His actor, the, the actor of that character wanted to leave, didn't he? He, he wanted to leave because they killed Carl. 
he said that he 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 said that as an actor, once they killed Carl, that he basically felt like, well, my whole motivation for my entire character was well, to wait, protect Carl. You mean Carl. you mean, um, well, no, I mean Carl's actor. No. He, oh, I thought he wanted to leave. No. I thought he wanted to do like... No, they they literally... They didn't give him the script. They didn't warn him. Or they warned... They didn't warn him. They just gave him the script like when it came time. And they're like, okay, you gotta go film your death now. They didn't tell him like, we're not renewing your contract. Nothing. Well, and is he done in the comics? No. Okay. Carl's like the most... Um, I know he got his see, that's, shot out. That's the problem. Is that in the comics, you've always looked at the comics and known that like... The importance of Carl is what keeps a lot of the story going because yeah. it's the next generation, you know, like that kind of thing. Like Rick exists to protect Carl, and how's how's this kid gonna turn out in this world? That's always yeah. been this. Yeah, I mean, once they kill Carl, it's, you're right. Like, what what does Rick have left? Well, that's there's, what he there's said. really no he, point. He's like, well, that was my, like as an actor, that was what I was channeling, and so he needed something different. Because like, he's like, I can't continue on in this show because everything I was doing was, yeah, just like it's pulled out from under me. Yeah. yeah. But um, so this this totally blows my mind too. Mag, the girl who plays Maggie, says that they're considering a Maggie centralized spinoff. Wow. Which, who asked for that? Yeah. Like, she's always been an important character, but she's not strong enough to carry. Yeah, a show. that is a bizarre. Bizarre choice if they go through with it. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Michonne leaving is her her new contract basically confirms that she's gonna come back when Rick comes back. Like she's gonna cross paths with Rick again in one of his movies, and then in all likelihood. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about the movies. In all likelihood, like they'll both show up on the show like five years from now. And yeah. They'll make it back and whatever. Yeah. But I it's. Michonne's definitely getting out because she's getting more offers now. She's in Black Panther, and yeah. her character was received yep. very well. So, obviously... So, she's, she's going places. Yeah. Doesn't want to just keep playing Michonne, so... For all of time. Well, plus, again, her. Her motivation as a character is now gone. Because she, she was together with Rick. Yeah. For, like, the last three seasons. Well, Rick's and, gone. You know, I mean... I always liked that about the comics, though, was that, you know, the group slowly died off and then they replaced them with different yeah, people yeah. I, I, I thought that was cool so I mean I don't mind seeing it on the show because it just seems realistic but I really. think I think I don't know I think if you do it too much in the show it almost plays off like a soap opera I mean Michonne well now this person's with this person and now this person's you know, with I'm kind of glad to see Michonne go because she was by far like the least realistic character carrying around the samurai sword well, and this version's that. much more grounded yeah um, and I will say that th- this version, though, of her on the show, I'm not as big a fan of the show version as the comic version. Because yeah. in the comics, she was like I a mean, wild... I mean, she was cool. She's like a wild card. Like, you never knew if you could trust her as yeah. a reader. Yeah, yeah, she was cool, but, I mean, it was just by far, like, the least realistic character. Right? Well, I Ezekiel's don't. got a freaking tiger. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's true. But he was a zookeeper, so it was kind of grounded in, yeah. you know, yeah, he tra- trained was, this yeah. tiger. Well, and what happened to um? Oh, what's his name? The first war that they were in there, and the guy gets like his eye gouged out and his arms cut off, and oh, what is his name? Oh, the governor. Yes. Yeah. Governor. yeah. That was pretty unrealistic. The governor arc in the show was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. They butchered that one. So terrible. Anyway, let's move past uh, 
The Walking Dead. But the new season starts tonight. I, I am interested to see how they do... I haven't watched in like two seasons, but how they do, hopefully, Negan's redemption arc and the Whisperer War and all that. So, I think the Whisperers could be cool for television. Um, so here's... Remember last week we were talking about who's going to be Batman next? Yeah. Robert Pattinson oh, is under consideration. Oh, goodness. I've heard... That was Why? my first reaction. I gotta I, look him up now. I gotta see what Robert Pattinson... Well, Pattinson. I've heard that he's become a pretty good actor. But I still don't see Bruce Wayne when I look at him. At yeah. all. Not at yeah. all. Robert circa 2019. That's that's what I need to see. Is, just like, put, 20, this, put 2019 This is what there. I imagine I'm looking at like. The, put, just the put 2019 from search. But he um, still doesn't look like Bruce. He doesn't look like Batman. But I've heard his acting has come a long way. Yeah, yeah. He looks more like a... Like he could be... Joker? Joker? Yeah. Like, he looks like he'd be... Yeah. yeah like that. Yeah, I like a Batman a Joker. villain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing Batman there. No. But it is supposed to be a younger Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't, we'll see. I, I feel like it's just a rumor. I don't, I don't put much stock in it. Yeah, he looks that. too odd to be Bruce yeah. Wayne. Like, he has, like, a very distinct... He almost looks... He has sort of a sinister look. And... I just don't think that... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll make it work if they do But it. you know what my problem is? And it's because of that same reaction that you had. It's he's already associated with Twilight. So don't cast him as a such... A, like you said, when you you want somebody who's going to... That's going to be like... They're going to... Yeah, when you see him, they you are see Batman. that character. Yeah, that's and he's already got... Well, he's a vampire. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's that guy from Twilight. And, and, is, is and that's thing. not to say he his acting isn't good or... You well, know, see, the can't. thing is, is he's already got that. Like, right, he's that, already got when the, you the see definitive him, role. Yeah, when you see him, you say, he's that guy from right. Twilight. Because when he starred in Twilight, he was nobody. Right. And that's what they need to find, is a nobody who yeah. is then Bruce Wayne. John Hamm wants him. Yeah. He'd be a great he's Bruce too, Wayne. He's too old. Terrible Batman. He's too old, too. Though. Yeah, he'd be a great Bruce Wayne. I've always wondered, though... Why don't they just separate the two acting roles? Like, because all you can see. Well, in you the can face, still see. I think you can still see enough of them, and like the voice, kind to, of, but, to like be like, oh, that's not that's not John Hamm. I don't know. Like, fat man is Ben Affleck. That suit is so <laughs> fat. Anyway, let's move on to more DC news. So the rumor is this was a leak. Everybody was asking if Superman was going to appear in Shazam. And uh, one of the rumors about why... Uh, what's his name? The guy who was playing Superman. Henry Cavill. Yeah. One of the reasons why he just, like apparently stepped out of the role is because they wanted him to appear in Shazam. And he said, no. Like, I've got other stuff going on. I'm not coming to film you know, one scene for you guys. So the rumor is that Superman does appear in the end of Shazam, but it's like just like his back. Like you don't oh, see his that'll face. Be, that'll be so lame. It's like shoulders down. That'll be so lame. And it's it's like just a post credits. I mean I could see it. Like I he could, lands. Or I could see like them that. like have a scene because they did this with um, Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, did you see Deadpool too? No. The end credits of that, he he goes and he talks to Wolverine, but yeah. obviously they they kinda get Hugh Jackman yeah. to, to come back. Oh and he's done with he the role wanted, he, he tried so hard to make Hugh Jackman appear, but they just couldn't make it work with their with his schedule. So what they did instead is they they had a scene where 
you know, the camera is like on Wolverine's hand. Yeah. And, you know, his claws out. So you know exactly who it is. And Deadpool's just talking to him, but it never, like, the camera angle never changes up. So you see his face or anything. You just see his hand. It'll be like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining something like, you know, maybe he's walking down the street with his friend talking and then, like, Superman, like, you know, comes down. Yeah, like you see the back of his head. Yeah, and like his well, body. no, you, you see like his cape. Yeah, yeah, and, and he'll not probably, his face. Yeah, and then over his shoulder you see Shazam and like maybe Shazam like drops his bag or something and then it cuts to black. Like Superman's coming to talk to Shazam. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I they're would, having a conversation about, I would imagine about, oh, it as like a know. front, like they're walking towards the camera and then like Superman comes down right in front of Yeah, exactly. Right like, in front of the camera. And then he's like, oh. you, you see the ass on his chest yeah. or on his, on yeah. his cape. And then over the shoulder, you see Shazam's yeah. reaction, and then cut to black. So before we get to the Marvel news, DC, did you watch Aquaman? Uh, no. Okay. Do you know what did the you? trench is? No. Um, I know it's a villain. I think I don't know. He's like a. He's like a. He looks like a fish man. Apparently, at some point in Aquaman, spoilers if you haven't seen Aquaman. Neither of us have. Uh, fights this trench but I think there's multiple trench I think it's like a race yeah apparently DC you're always bashing the suits at, at Warner Brothers so apparently this scene was received really well so now they're developing an entire spinoff based on the trench such a bad idea that's what everybody was saying such a bad idea that's a typical like trying to capitalize on like yeah probably like five minutes of the, something the cool. executives at, at Warner Brothers have no idea what they're doing like, nothing. Like, they just want to cash in on anything and everything. You know what shows what they have no idea what they're doing? The fact that Aquaman is the highest grossing DC movie shows that they have no idea what they're doing. The fact that that ever happened is a pure fluke. But it's... I mean, it... How did it... Yeah, it's just... That has got to be one of the most bizarre occurrences of the last decade. <laughs> Probably. Because in entertainment. Aquaman has... I mean, it surpassed a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah. A lot of big it's Marvel billions. movies. I mean, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is bigger than that. It's Jeez. bigger, you know, it's bigger than a lot of movies that it really should have. I'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to get The thing it. with Aquaman is they hire top-tier talent. They got James Wan yeah. to do it. Yeah, James Wan is probably the difference. Yeah. Period. If yeah. they hired anybody else other than him, I don't see it happening. Yeah. But... Well, and that's uh, probably why they got this trench thing being so cool, because he's a horror guy. You say top-tier talent, but I feel like, you know, um, Aquaman and, and the girl they got from Mera are both B-tier actors, really. Jason Momoa? Jason Momoa and, um, what's her name? Heard. Amber, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Yeah, I mean, um, they're not they're not Robert Downey Jr. and Chris no, Evans, no. but I mean... I feel like they're b they're, Robert they're B-tier. Downey Jr. was kind of B-tier until Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, um, well, Jason this is Momoa, definitely his. To me, his most memorable role before this was Khal Drogo. Yeah, exactly. Who, which he was excellent at. Yeah. To me, that's his best role by far. Yeah. Um, what, other, what else was he in? He was in something else. He was in a bunch of other like, action was movies. Wasn't he in the Conan re- reboot? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And she was in. Um, to me, she is Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Yeah, exactly. That's all I know about. She was in Drive Angry with um, Nicolas Cage. That's about it. That's all I know. And I only know that because it was she came on Top Gear to drive, uh, you know, drive around their track. But other than that, I can't think of anything she's in. Poor woman was married to Johnny Depp, so we'll give her yeah. a break. Yeah. Um, so time for some Marvel news. Um, according to Chris Pratt. 
uh, Guardians 3 is being made. It's an if not, or a, it's a when not if is what I mean to say. And that they're still using James Gunn's script. The fact, even though he's been fired, removed from the role, the script that he had written, uh, Chris Pratt says it was amazing, and they're still using it. And Thank goodness. It is good, but if I'm James Gunn, I'm probably kind of pissed about that. Yeah. I don't know. I think he'd be kind of happy. He probably actually. got compensated fairly. I'm for sure it he'd too. be kind of happy that you know at least. But his, it's his, his baby. Yeah. I'd be like, this isn't. Well, I don't know. You know, I think he actually deserved to be fired, but at the same time, you know, I mean, if if he recognizes that maybe he deserved it, then I, I wouldn't be too mad. I think. Well, I I'm almost guaranteeing that one of these. Guardians of the Galaxy's characters appears in Suicide Squad as a new because they're all super loyal to him. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, like, Dave Batista ends up in the oh, new Suicide maybe. Squad. Maybe, yeah, that'd be cool. Or, uh, yeah, I'm real. I mean, I'm really maybe excited. like a side character. I'm really excited for the uh, the new Suicide Squad, that's for sure. Uh, with him at the helm, you know, it seems like DC, I mean, they were they were just dead and gone, but. They found their way back, or, you know, they're in the process. Lately, they have it's been in the remarkable. news a lot. It's pretty remarkable. What do you, uh, did you watch this Doom Patrol trailer? No. Have you even seen a trailer for it? No. Well, i seen a little bit of it. So, Doom Patrol is a DC TV series. i seen, like, still shots. It's the one thing that DC has done well, arguably. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot Brendan, of TV series. Brendan Frazier is in this. Do you remember him? Yeah, Brendan. I, I was just looking at him yesterday because we were watching uh, the Mummy, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I wonder what, what he's up to." He's nothing. Have you seen him? Yeah. Well, nothing. obviously, he's kind of fatter. Yeah, he's, he's way fatter. Well, and he's he plays like robot man in this, oh so God. his face is gone. Like yeah. you don't see his well, face. Well, his face is gone. <laughs> so yeah, he'd have to be robot man. That's cool though that he's he's a robot man because he's probably got a great personality for the uh, for the role. I, I'm interested to see how this does because this is basically DC's Guardians of the Galaxy in a TV show. Yeah, like it's literally just this team of misfit heroes. Yeah. Well, and there's also Umbrella Academy now, not DC, but it's coming out on Netflix this week, and it's it's basically the same thing too. As um, you know, it's sort of it's somewhere in between. Guardians and Suicide Squad, really. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very dysfunctional X-Men, essentially. Um, that's out this week, too. Did so. they announce that they canceled New Mutants yet? God, I hope not. I think they did. Did they? I think so. I kind of wanted to see that movie. Did you, I, I did, just well, like, you heard about Dark Phoenix, right? Oh, no, that's Apparently it's so bad canceled. that they don't know if they want to release it. That's the one they need to cancel. But New Mutants, that, that looked kind of cool because it was like a horror movie. It's been done for like years. Yeah, it was like a horror movie with the New Mutants, which I thought we'd never, ever, ever see on the big screen. I don't and, think they've canceled New Mutants, but they've, it's kind of like they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, because the trailer it's, it's been done so forever. Cool. I, and they when I saw know. that trailer, I was like, yes, we'll see this. It's so, Fox, so God only knows. Yeah, it could be hit or miss. It seems like every other X-Men movie is either good or bad. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, Days of Future Past, good. Apocalypse, horrible. Right, right. So let's do our first edition of Winter is Coming, which is going to be our Game of Thrones uh, segment. So we've got two bits of Game of Thrones news this week. The Season 8 photos came out this week. Did you see any of them? No, but I'm going to look at them oh right now. Oh my god, you haven't seen them? I, I should have looked them up before the show, but I'm going to look at them right now. I don't know if you'll be able to find them that quick. Oh, I got the power of Google. The power of the cloud. Crackdown 3. Yes, look at the very first one. This makes me sick. Ugh. 
John is totally ruined. <laughs> he, he looks sick there. Is it's, he okay? It's Does John he... standing behind Daenerys, and that just drives me. Like, I think they're going to do this power couple thing too much. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like I was saying, you know, after season four, where they really split from the books. Yeah. The show, sorry. I mean, well, this union very noticeable. This union makes kind of was inevitable. Yeah. But, like, I don't want it to see it. I don't want to see it become, like, the focus of the show. You know, like, and John to me has always been, like, a super. The whole point of John as a character is that he's always been independent, you know, and, and he does, like, what is right and what's honorable. And now I'm, I don't want to see him be Daenerys' puppy dog, basically. That will just yeah. make me sick. But then again, he was always sort of a loser. That was also the other that's side. The, of that's his, what I mean. That was though. also the other side of his character. Was that he was a he was a loser. I mean, he was the bastard, he, you know. And it turns out that he's the king, which I gotta say is. But he um, still is a bastard. It, it's pretty remarkable. Well, technically, he's not a bastard anymore. But um, it's remarkable to me if they carry that out because the show, the the books, the entire premise was that you know. We're not going to have this superhero ending where everything turns out perfect. But, you know, making the bastard the king. Well, I don't think it's going to end like that, though. Yeah. Uh, So I hope there's one last twist there. The thing about John is that John's always been a reluctant. Whenever he's put in a leadership position, he's always been very reluctant about it. Like when he got when he became leader of the Night's Watch, he didn't he didn't want. Yeah, it. but everything, everything when he became Lord of Winterfell, he didn't want it. Everything about both of him and Danny's storylines right now are are very much just typical fantasy. Oh, you know. So I I got elected I got elected the leader of the Night's Watch at age fourteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I got this show. Cool he's wolf. like thirty. Now I'm gonna be riding a dragon, and I'm, I'm actually the king. I mean, that is super, how, super how stereotypical. How I think it's gonna it's gonna end is I see. I don't think John's gonna want to be king, so I think he's gonna make all of the kingdoms basically self-governed. I think he's gonna say like, you know, whatever. I'll I'll lead the meetings or whatever. But you know, click that one of Jamie. That's the most exciting for me. Which one is? Uh, he's right next to Rob up there, middle. Down, down. <laughs> oh yeah, right there. He's looking very like shaggy again. Which the best Jamie to me oh, was like that se- is cool. The best Jamie to me was like season two Jamie when he was a prisoner, you yeah. know, and he was just like long hair, long beard, totally sarcastic, and so. So, where did he get this armor? Is this is this? It's actually- not. I mean, some people think it's Rob's actual armor. I don't think it is. I just think it. It's probably northern armor. He probably gets yeah. to the north, and they yeah, give him. Yeah, I mean, northern actually, armor. if you look really close, you can see a few subtle differences. Yeah, I think that is that's the type of armor they make in Winterfell, and that's what and he's wearing. Considering what happened in that armor, I don't see how it could. Well, how actually would it have be... gotten back to Winterfell? Yeah, that I don't exact see how armor it could be the exact same armor. His but body, you're right; it's probably they did uh, not send his body back as a gesture of no. good faith. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's what they stitched the head to. Yeah, uh, was the the wolf said? Yeah, the the armor itself. What a that collar! It there. still bothers me that Rob dies that way. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I, and the wolf. Did I tell you that I I have my dad watching this show, and this is this is like the antithesis of yeah. things my dad likes. <laughs> yeah. And everything. And we got to the end of season five or six. Five. We got to the end of season five. You know the big. Yeah, and he didn't. Like, he didn't care. 
Oh my goodness! No, he exploded. He said, "I said, I'm, I'm," and he did that, of course, after the red wedding as well. Yeah, he exploded. I'm never watching this show. Well, again. that's kind of the this whole is... thing. That makes you like. And I, all I could do is just laugh because yeah. you know, this time he's going to get his way. <laughs> we all know he's going to get his way, and and you know, and uh, John's going to come back, but. So yeah, I mean. Oh, when um, John dies, that's what yes, he saw. Yes, that's okay. what okay. caused him to explode. My dad flipped when he saw John die too. He's yeah. like, "What? There's nobody left." Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he's yeah. saying. He's like, "You know, this show's dumb." And you know, and he's like, "They couldn't even give him a sword so he could defend himself." <laughs> and of course, my, I should point out that my dad also like, freaked out at the end of um, Avengers: <laughs> Infinity War. Freaked out. You know they're he all coming loved, back. He loved the movie right up, up until then. right up until the snap. And once he snapped, my dad was like, "This I'm movie's." Out. Terrible, and he was, he was like literally angry. I was like, "Dad, like, you know they're coming back." Yeah. I mean, they, they just announced this, this Spider-Man movie. Really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so here's some other some sincere winter is coming news. The Thrones prequel starts filming this summer. That's it's, cool. They're really moving. It shows you they really don't want to go too long without a Game of Thrones. Oh, obviously. Season. I mean, I mean, if they're filming this summer, well, I it'll mean, probably debut like. Late 2020, early 21. Just look at the landscape right now. I mean, Netflix is coming out with the Witcher series, which yeah. has got a little bit of buzz. Uh, Amazon's on their tail with um, The Wheel of Time. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of competing factions there. And, you know, I mean, Westworld's on shaky ground. You yeah. Know, it's, anything could happen. They're with starting that filming season three right now. Yeah, but if, if, series, if season three tanks. What's HBO going to have? Finish. It's five seasons. That's it. Well, yeah, it, but if it, it if it out. tanks and it's it's not the draw that it once yeah. was, then what else are they going to have? Really? Yeah. So they they need they really need this in their portfolio. So the week to come, Overwatch League season two starts on Valentine's Day, which I feel like is a terrible idea. Um, but let's go New York Excelsior. You guys better pull it off this year. They got to the finals last year and then they blew it. Uh, so games releasing this week. No idea what this is. The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince. But in all sincerity, this week is stacked. This is like the week that everybody was terrified of, basically. So you've got Trials Rising, which is that Trials biking game that, you know, has a little following. You've got Civilization VI Gathering Storm, which Civ is huge. And then here, here's the slaughter that, that's beginning. You've got Crackdown 3. You've got Metro Exodus, you've got Far Cry New Dawn, you've got Jump Force, and Yakuza Kiwami, whatever that is. But but you've got <laughs> Crackdown, Metro, Far Cry, and Jump Force in the same week. Yakuza is um, a remake of the original. Okay. But listen to that. That, that is just... Yeah. I mean, you got... And don't forget Civilization Six. I mean, that's a... Well, that's like an expansion or something. Yeah, but either way, that's that's going to be a big deal. This is straight like, out of Logan right here. Yeah. Old man. <laughs> We're watching the trailer for, uh, what was this? The, the man, man that killed, killed Hitler, Hitler and, and then, then the Bigfoot. Big <laughs> Which I believe you can get. You can buy online or something. It's already out? Like, I don't know. Like It was it was prompting me to uh, to buy it. Watch from six ninety nine. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah, movie. I'm running home. <laughs> Alright, so that's it for episode 30. We're 30 episodes in, so thanks for listening. Give us your feedback. We're getting closer and closer to PAX East, so. Yeah, hype. Just a month left. Hype rising. 
So I guess that's it. Got one left, episode 30 out. Peace.